Welcome to another episode of No More Lands to Unicornker. Oh man, that one got a bunch of weird looks. I thought that was pretty good. Unicornker? No More Lands to Unicornker? That's pretty good. I don't know how to say unicorn. (laughs) Unicornker. The magical horse thing with the horn, the unicorker. It does sound like a Midwestern salad that's not actually a salad, but is served at like an eight year old's princess party. I just had to sit here and think about how to spell that because I was typing up notes. Um, so for the record, I've already done it. Uh, you don't have to do it. There has to be edible glitter in the fake salad that of unicorn oh, her. Has to be like Fruit Loops and yeah. glitter and ice cream cones stuck upside down into oh, it. Oh yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mandatory. Yeah. I'm Tim. Cans and of crushed I'm pineapple. Being bullied. Right <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm Tim, and with me, as always, are the best people on the planet, Jenna and the Alex's Anonymous and Alpha. How is everybody this week? Yeah. What? So, I didn't do it, because I don't think I'm in the Alex group, you but are. I'm not going to do it. Honorary Alex. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it, there was a secret. That's why I didn't say it. His <laughs> secret poses. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing JoJo poses. I, I know someone who can do like that bend over like backwards on their balls of their feet pose. And I'm always the just girl. sitting there like, what's it like to be in shape? <laughs> in shapes. In that's what that is. Yeah, in it's shapes. not in not shape. shape. It's yeah. in shapes for sure. Did you just describe the girl from The Exorcist? Uh, no, like the Yuri on Ice thing, right? So what? in in JoJo there's this pose that like what is it, You, like, are on the balls of your feet, and then you bend so far backward that you're almost parallel with the ground. Okay. It's sad this is not a visual I, podcast as I well. know, because Alpha Alex just did that. Uh, no, I did not. I did a oh, rough no, approximation. <laughs> no, she did it exactly like she fucking yeah, said. It, yeah, like she'd been practicing it, like, her entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was insane. It was amazing. Yes. It's a feat I've never seen before and will never see again. Tim, for the record, JoJo is uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, okay. And it's for people who aren't older than normal. I thought it was a Disney thing. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Sorry, I just, the idea of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure being animated by Disney. (laughs) It's just really powerful. (laughs) Do you guys want to know the sad reason why I knew what this was? Yes. Because yeah. I once finished recording a podcast with Stephen Tristan of Botched. And afterwards, they were lit and I was pretty drunk and they bullied me until I agreed to watch it. <laughs> did you watch it though? Yeah, I, I did. I haven't watched it all, oh, but shit. I've watched several episodes. It's a, it. It's, it is an experience. 
it's it's quite different than what I was expecting going into it. Yeah, because the other recommendation they had was like travel Paris. Like those were the two shows. Like you've got to see this shit. (laughs) JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and like you know, like your here are my two favorite movies: Human Centipede and Up by Pixar. (laughs) (laughs) The two most different movies imaginable, pretty much. We read a book. We did. What? Yeah, t- t- Alex. Al- yeah. Anonymous Alex. Which Alex? Anonymous Alex. Yeah. T- tell us what happened and what book we read. Oh boy, we read Secrets of the Scepter, a Unicorns of Balinor novel by Mary Stanton. All right. No- novel feels a little generous. This epic tale. Well, <laughs> wait, wait until I retell it to you because I got, I got in pretty deep with some comparisons here. Okay. This Balinor book starts as every good unicorn book does, with a quest to find a magical item, the powers of which haven't been seen since the last unicorn's book. What is it this time? You guessed it. It's rings. You see, a thousand years before, Elrond had tried to convince Isildur to cast the three rings in... Uh, wrong book. Uh, no, this time there are three magical rings that will appear to Ari when she damn well deserves them. And Atalanta tells her all of this in a dream, and also find Dr. Bones. Bohones. Because I will say it forever now. Cut to the shifter, who is an evil unicorn, pacing evilly in his big evil castle filled with evil. He totally would have gotten away with his dastardly plan if it weren't for that meddlesome princess and her irritating unicorn. Then he hears slightly more evil footsteps coming up his evil tower. Oh no, it's something more evil than he. Yes, it is the night rider, or shadow rider, or some sort of rider. So anyways, the ring wraith and the shifter stare at each other for an uncomfortable amount of time, and then they kiss. Just kidding, the rider grabs his horn, and he feels pain for the first time. And the rider says, if you fail me again, I will bring you ten times this amount of pain. He's a very precise threatener. On the road to the inn, Lori is complaining, while riding a perfectly depressing unicorn named Meadow, who rents themselves out because they fell on hard times. Literally, I am not being sarcastic or saying this as an aside. That is what happened to this poor thing. So anyways, they head out to Sandlet's crib, and there she is whisked away because three dudes have shown up, and they need her to look like a princess. So she puts on a fancy dress, and she goes to face the three remaining househead guys that her father appointed to be in charge of houses. One of them is short and fat, and he stands on a chair. One of them is big and hairy, like a bear. I did not realize that rhymed when I wrote that. (laughs) One of them is a skeletal man who looks greedy. Read evil will betray Ari. Just calling it next book. It's fine. Even though they've all met her and none of them have had their memories lost, they demand Ari prove who she is because it could be shifter evil. And Ari is like, we don't have time for this. Please get your armies to stand against the shifter before I get back. And they're like, no, we need this piece of paper from Dr. Bones, which of course cannot be forged in a land where people can turn into other things and look exactly like them. This piece of paper will prove who you fucking are, even though we fucking met you before. I'm not even reading my notes anymore. Anyways, uh, they're they're gonna leave. So Ari goes to like in the middle of the night, steal away with Chase, so that none of the people of the town know that she's gone. Except Lori comes too because she's the Samwise Gamgee of this novel. But Meadow was like, "Fuck no, my back still hurts. Fuck that chick." So they take out this heck and chonker of a unicorn and head out into the wilds. They go back to the ship. They go through Heartbreak Harbor, where Chase tells Ari the story of her distant relative getting left for a captain. And everybody's like, that's nice, honey. And then continues on. 
Uh, then we cut weirdly back to like the shifter who just frees Lady Kylie in like a cut scene who is in the pits being punished for failing getting him the scepter, gives her a second chance, whatever. It's weird. Uh, Journey takes us to the Forest of Fellows where one night of camping, right as Lori's like, I'm kind of getting used to this, there's a terrible heartbroken morning scream that sends everyone hurtling towards it where they find two baby unicorns. The best plot point of the series, my favorite thing by far to happen. There's a little red one and it's adorable and a little brown one and it's adorable. And Lori like figures out how to make baby formula really quick out of this like milk stuff that was packed for them and like feeds them and she loves them and she becomes this delightful, wonderful, caring person. And then like, they're like, hey, these are just wild one babies. So like, I we don't know whose they are. This is fine. Uh, and then they have to explain what wild ones are. They're unicorns that defected from everything. They live in the woods of fellows, blah, blah, blah. Lori names them Jenny. And then I wrote Albany, which I know is wrong, but I'm going to go with it. The following morning, heading into the forest of fellows, Chase is like, this is called that because everyone here is a friendly fellow. And the thunk, thunk, thunk arrows right in front of their faces in the tree. They walked into a centaur fight. The babies bolt and Lori, Link, and the chonker run after them while Ari raises the royal scepter and demands they stop. And they mostly do because the sheer fucking audacity that she displays. She hears the complaints from the one group. They're like, we want to live by the old code. And the other ones are like, we're modern centaurs and need water from the well. And the well is on the old guard property. And Ari's like, I don't know how to fucking solve this. But she goes away for five minutes. Everybody comes back to her, is staring at her like, hey, figure it out. And she's like, okay. She figures it out. She goes back. She's like, hey, five of you old guard, you go bring them water. Five of you modern unicorn or centaurs, you come back. You study the old ways so you can figure out exactly why you're offending everybody and do this every year until you figure it out. And they're like, all right, sounds good. They give her a ring. First task completed, I guess. Then Ari's like, I will take one more thing from these centaurs. Information. Where's this wild unicorn? And they're like, I don't know. We heard one a few miles to the north. That's pretty much it. That's how like, they figure that fucking thing out. So they like eventually decide to camp out. It's fine. And the argument is, do we leave the babies tomorrow or do we take them with us? And they kind of agree to leave them, except the heckin' chonker is already mad that they named them. And he's like, you can't just leave them. But this is a hard decision a princess must make, I guess. Uh, anyways, nightfall, the uh, mom screams, of course, they figure it out, they run over there. The babies are like looking at Lori like, oh my God, do we leave her? Do we stay? Because that's our mom, but now you're my mom. And then Lori has that classic 90s scene, you know, like a certain whale movie where a certain troubled teen tells a certain whale to go to his mom. Exactly like that. And so anyways, they spindle away towards their mama unicorn and they get there and their mom's like, get the fuck out of here. I don't love you anymore <laughs> because it's a 90s book. And they're like, well, why don't you love your kids anymore? She's like, because my husband went to the shifter and became a terrible dark centaur. And then Ari's like, hey, man, love wins over everything. You have to love those babies so hard that the shifter fails. And also, I'm going to need you to stab that motherfucker when you get a chance. And the unicorn's like, I see your point and gives her a second ring. Yeah. Anyways, they make it to town. No further nonsense. No, no further tomfoolery. None of it. And they send Lori and Link to the Airbnb and they go to find the jewelry. And they're like, hey, where's Dr. Bahones? And he acts super sus, but he's like, she's in a cabin five minutes that way. They're like, okay, post haste. Don't waste any more time. Ari is whistling. It's annoying. Chase stops her. Did not need to add that detail, but here we are. They arrive at the cabin where a fiercely Scottish boy answers the door and he doesn't want to let him in. But then he checks with Dr. Bahones and she's like, let him in. 
And they go in there and Ari is distraught because she sees her former caretaker, just a sickly shell of herself coughing and terribly sick. And then Dr. Bohones takes out the final ring and is like, I'll give it to you if you leave me. And then Ari's like, no, I can't. I love you. And, and then she has the whole like, do I take the ring and become powerful or do I stay here and die Galadriel? But she takes the ring and she fucking becomes all powerful. Power courses through her body and she goes to rule Balinor with an iron fist and Bohones hands her the paper and says, go take these to the men and get the fuck out of here. And she does. And that's this book. A lot happens in 113 pages. Yeah. Uh, I've, I got some really terrible fucking news. Yeah. I read most of the wrong book. <laughs> <laughs> or did I? No. no, that's yeah. That's what no, I read. Did this one. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Did you read a book ahead? Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. All right. <laughs> Two parter. Jenna, go. What happened in the <laughs> next book? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I have to catch up. I can only read yeah. so many children's books at a time. Yeah, yeah. So I had accidentally started the last book. Went back, started the correct book, got to, uh, I don't know, page 39, closed it, closed the whole thing out because it's on Kindle, um, opened it back up and tried to go from the last place that I read. But I guess it just didn't register that the last book that I was reading was the correct one. <laughs> so, 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 so does- everything... Everything that Alex just said was news to you? Pretty much. <laughs> that, yeah, that, I'm sorry. That yeah. might be the the best way to possibly get these books is through Alex's recaps. <laughs> it was really good. It was but, magical. I, but, I don't feel like I missed too much. No, no that was pretty in depth. We, we do need to cut together some kind of video uh, with Alex... Uh, anonymous Alex's recap and Alpha Alex's dramatic retelling. Oh my god! Yeah, because there's a couple. I cannot tell the people at home how amazing. First of all, Angry Unicorn is, <laughs> and oh. second of all, Modern Centaur might be my favorite move ever. And if I ever meet any of you in person, I'm gonna do Modern Centaur for you. It's amazing. I don't even remember what I did. I it was I was in a fugue state. Um, also, you completely uh, didn't talk about how the unicorns are preparing for war. Yeah, yeah, it didn't seem important to the <laughs> Which plot was at sort all. Of, sort of a thing. Um, and the reason that it stood out to me, I, I bookmarked places again because I am now afraid of the celestial unicorns because of this line: "The celestial unicorns shouted as one, we will fight.'" Together we will fight. What is this Catholic mass peace be with you and also with you thing? That the they have like hive mind or something. Do they have like a prepared line for when they are marching to unicorn war? Man, I can't even tell you the reasons why I didn't think that I was reading the wrong book. <laughs> well, because all unicorns of Balinor books are the same. It is, hey, Ari. To be princess, you need to find Magical MacGuffin. (laughs) Ariana goes to find the Magical MacGuffin and then wrestles with some aspect of princesshood. Lori Carmichael gets a quick zinger in there. There's weird sexual tension between Ari and Chase. 
And then she gets the MacGuffin and the shifter becomes less and less of an ominous character and more and more of a bumbling villain as it goes. I, I'm changing my name legally to Magical MacGuffin. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say bumbling villain. <laughs> It'd be more accurate that way. But like, they, they, in the first couple books, they build up the shifter to be this really scary dude. Like, yeah. they're like, oh, the shifter's moon, and, like, the shifter is this power, and is this dark shot. But the second that you start seeing the shifter, like, this is the issue that they had when they made Hannibal, like, in, and, and like, Red Dragon. Because when they made Silence of the Lambs, you only saw Hannibal Lecter just enough that he was menacing. And then they decided, mm-hmm. well, everybody liked that, so let's show a lot of them. And then he becomes less and less menacing. You can't You're... you can't have your main villain say to the protagonist, "Hey, look at me being human. I'm a convincing human, aren't like <laughs> I'm sorry. Is the goof troop marching to war against the unicorns right now? Like what, you, what how am I supposed to be scared of this person? I'm aware that I imagined this character as a Digimon when I was a child. I'm aware Trying to squeeze that one in there. I was going to call you out for that. Yeah, yeah look, I know. The Chester Cheeto Digimon. I know. Okay, look, his name was Entamon. Entia. <laughs> it is not, it's not hard. Okay, it makes sense. But- I imagine an, an Entenman's donut. Somebody did comment on the post I did for that episode with a picture of that Digimon. <laughs> Love the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like. There is a really cool Game of Thrones level book in Unicorns of Balinor in the tension between Atalanta and Numenor as Numenor yeah. becomes this like warlord and like Atalanta tries to be this like pacifist that is preserving the magical rules of the world. Like there's a cool book in there. But no, we need Ari. Getting more magical MacGuffins and having more crises of princesshood. <laughs> so this book, in my mind, is like an animated feature film, right? Just going through. Until there's mention of the unicorn, like, army and the shadow unicorn army. And it becomes like full on, like, huge production Peter Jackson, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, like, you know, thing. And then it cuts back to being animated. Yeah, that like, so that's cool. exactly how it goes. That'd be so cool. We do need to talk about uh, one thing that did stand out to me. Uh, the baby unicorns that are taken in by Lori Carmichael. Uh, it's Jenny and Albright were their names. Yeah. Although Albany was pretty good too. Uh, and the only thing I could think of was you couldn't you couldn't pay the money and get the rights to Alex and Jenna. We're just going to use, like, the Aldi brand <laughs> Jenny and Great Albright. Great value horse <laughs> <laughs> Great value horse these are, these are my wish.com horse <laughs> But it's the same font, but instead of horse girls, it's like pony ladies or something. <laughs> pony homies. Pony homies. Pony homies is so good. I'm writing that down. Yeah. I'm making a shirt. Everybody that guests on this show is a pony homie. That's that's how we distinguish. Oh man, that's so good. I have, we have emails to send out. <laughs> Steve is a pony homie now. Uh talking about uh the the sweet 
uh, baby unicorns and Lori Carmichael. Um, are we ignoring on page like sixty-two the like like fan fictiony romantic tension between Ari and Lori Carmichael? Like Lori Dude, Carmichael right? runs. Lori Carmichael like runs off with the babies, and Ari's like, "Where's Lori? Is oh, Lori yeah. okay?" And then they come back, and Ari like hugs her really tight. And Lori's like, "Gosh, I was, I'm fine. So are the babies." Like that gave me so much. <laughs> like, yes, honey, I'm okay, and so are our children. Like, <laughs> like that gave me powerful that energy, and I have now changed my ship. We are now a Lori Ari household. Laurie. Laurie. So I need you guys to know, uh, the kid that's looking after Dr. Bahonis, Vardo? I read his name as Fardo for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I just needed someone to know that I read that as Fardo. So So, that's in the world now. (laughs) Jenna played a character in a D&D game that we ran on the, was it the D&DB stream, named Mickey? And every time I read anything that Vardo said, it was in Jenna Mickey voice. Nice. What is it was just this angry little badger. J- Jenna. Jenna. Yeah, you love. got. <laughs> you fucking what, mate? You heard it, Al. What the fuck are you talking about? That's it. Say Dr. Bahonis was... in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bahonis. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Yay! That's how we're gonna say it. Always. For more Mickey voice, go to DDB Patreon. Yeah. I don't even think we put those. I think those are in the main feed. So just look up Dander Snifflin. Yeah. Oh shit! Nice. Just go straight there to DDB then. For free, we give the shit to you for free. Also, the for Forest free. of Fellows is a stupid name. But they're all yeah. fine fellows, all friends. No, friends you know what? It's fellows. it's an amazing name. If they really are fighting all the time. That and it's like ironic. Oh my god! Then that's pretty good. No, Tim, it's a super inside joke because they're all psycho killers. But it's fa 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 for solved it, dude. What a deep cut, amazing joke that nobody would that was get. really like, fucking good. That was in universe. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, though, is that like Ari doesn't know. Like she knows what the scepter is. She's like, I can. I can tell y'all what to do because I have authority with the scepter because of. Dude, horse Jesus, uh, like you could do that, and the the centaurs Jesus, please. are like, of course, uh, we'll listen to you. And she's sitting here; she knows nothing about anything about the centaurs. She doesn't know like what their culture is. She doesn't know; like, she doesn't even know what they eat. And she's sitting here like, well, I can make decisions about your tribal disputes, like. I what in the colonizer is is this behavior? Like, look, I'm not super keen on letting them murder each other, but you don't know Jack about Jack. Why are you acting like you a- you're gonna solve their problem, Princess Mary Sue of McGuffin Island? Oh fuck's sake! Oh, Literally, no. all three of them have like pulled away from their mics. Tim is down. Oh no. Oh no. I that just, one, that you one got me a what in the colonizer and then it just kept getting better. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, 
like she doesn't have like at least sun chaser being like well here's a lot that you need to know contextually about the scent like she doesn't even have like an ambassador to centaur land being like hey here's some things that you probably should culturally know about them but she's going no you guys need to do this like okay cool and they literally said hey just so you know, we are neither horse nor human. We are other from you. And she's like, I think we can figure this one out. Like, <laughs> they literally tell her, literally, none of you can help this. This is a dispute that has to be ours. And to be perfectly frank with you, it is a very common dispute in a lot of cultures, especially cultures that have like a really storied, rich history of do you preserve how you used to do things and preserve that culture lest history be lost or do you modernize and do you move forward with with the times do you decide that you're going to change how you do things that's a very common thing there was a lot of like there could have been a lot of gravity to that because that is a very common real world thing especially with the kids that would be reading books like this with their parents and they're just like, yeah, this is going to be my idea, which is a very like kindergarten teacher split the cookie in half kind of thing. It's like, it doesn't matter. It was someone else's cookie. I'm breaking it in half. So everybody gets cookie. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense. She she just went on like this full on side. I don't even know what how to describe it. I did descend into madness a little bit. Yeah. There. Like angry angry guy on sidewalk telling you about the end times except it's about a unicorn book <laughs> maybe the broken cookie is coming the broken <laughs> cookie is coming maybe don't like write a whole subplot to show you how like wise and like connected your character is by having her make decisions for other people on stuff she knows nothing about also a little, little bit of a, little bit of a detour. That scepter is an asshole. <laughs> I love and it. And it's not, it's not funny to me. <laughs> oh, I, I love like, the I would, I would punch you in your little unicorn wooden uh -oh. head. <laughs> I would be the fucking scepter on your quest team, throwing out zingers, <laughs> insulting you constantly, giving all. Or the give sass. me some zingers. <laughs> give me no, what I miss. No, I've heard her zingers. Don't, don't get her started. Yeah, I've, I've been to a hockey game with her. It will they distract get, from my unhinged get, rant. It's so good. They get out oh. of line in a hurry. No. Uh, yeah, the, the scepter zingers, though, uh, literally would be, she'd be like, where has the unicorn's mother gone? And the scepter's like, fucking away. <laughs> Is she alive? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> sure, Probs. maybe. Yeah. So it'd just be, it'd be Callan from Late Starters, is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't think it would be quite so... I don't think the scepter would go off about jugglers quite as often. <laughs> I had to guess. Oh. Does it? Does it go off about jugglers in the Jenna? Oh my god! Oh <laughs> no! Jenna just gave us a little bit in the future. I didn't. I swear you I didn't. Can't lie to me about this. No, 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 no. no I didn't. Okay, thank God. <laughs> or did I? If, if it mentions jugglers in the next book, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> Alpha Alex is now reading the next book for looking for the word juggler. Scan for juggler. <laughs> Scanning for jugglers. Scanning for jugglers. <laughs> Control F1 juggler. 
Oh, wait, control F juggler. Sorry. Control F juggler. I was like, you're going to want a juggler? I'm just trying to come well, down because I went so high up with my rant that I started descending into metaphors that made no sense. <laughs> and which which means that I need to come down. So I'm going to read about Dr. Bohones being ill and sickly, and that'll probably bring me down a couple of notches. Oh, okay. This reminds me. Uh, I didn't, like, the centaur one is kind of its own thing. But, like, I found myself trying to explain away Mary's plot in big quotations of like how Ari gets the rings and like at one point as I was reading it and it was just getting to the point where it's like she finds a thing the ring is given to her she finds a thing the rings given to her I was like okay well technically the rings do want to find the scepter so maybe this is like a lord of the rings like the ring is trying to find its way to the power source and that's why all of these quests are seemingly so easy and then I'm like stop trying to explain bad plot like, just stop. You don't have to do this. You can just accept that it's just not Lord of the Rings and it's Unicorns of Balinor and you can live with that knowledge. Like, that's the thing is I love this series. I really do. It is... I I feel like this could have been set in a way, if this had all been one big book, a lot of the MacGuffin side plot things could have probably been worked in a way that made a little more sense instead of being as episodic as they are. Um, because there's a lot of plotline stuff that's like, I guess that's how you can resolve that. Sure. That's a choice. It's amazing to me how quickly a unicorn book series can swirl an Alex into madness. Like, it just seems to get really, really worked up. <laughs> and I know, I know it's not really the unicorn book. It's the parallels of the unicorn book to Lord of the Rings for, for one of the Alex's but. This was my favorite one so far. Jenny and Albright. <laughs> as soon That's as baby did. unicorns were mentioned, Alex was all in. Yeah. Yes. Also, describing Laurie Carmichael as the Samwise Gamgee of Balinor kind of got me for a hot minute. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know that I'm going to go that far. Because Laurie Carmichael has not suddenly become the whole protagonist. Though the book would probably be better if she did, because Ari is getting more and more insufferable as time kind of goes on. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna start like a petition or something for these books to get reprinted and the names to no longer be Jenny and Albright, but to be Jenna and Alex. That's what I want. You know, there's a service uh, that that you can get like romance books published where they change the names of the characters to like you and your partner. I'm no s- shit. Yeah, those exa- That's so th- creepy. Those are a thing. <laughs> um, which I would love it if they were really specific in the descriptions of the characters so they were nothing like what you and your partner look like. That would be so <laughs> funny. Um, but I'm certain that if you could find somebody who's willing to like import control yeah. F the names. <laughs> Yes. That has to be yes. a thing you can get done. Also, I want to find this service and I want to get a romance book printed, but I want the the two main characters to be Jenna and clone Jenna. Just to hey go now, like listen, full on. <laughs> I'm, what? We're not getting into this on the show. <laughs> well, I, Tim. the door's been opened and I have questions. Go ahead. I'll answer any questions. What? I'm just saying, <laughs> if it's your clone and you're like, oh, I see where we're going with this, story, this discussion. It's just masturbation. 
It's just self-service. That's it. That's what it is. Where does nature and nurture play into this? Like, is this a magic clone or a science clone? Oh, that's a good question. No, hold on. Yeah, now that one even got me. Like, like this was just a magic clone. It's just masturbation. But like a science clone doesn't have a belly button, so is it? <laughs> mm, right. Um, um, Alex, I don't necessarily I don't, need the belly button. I don't button. know that the belly button is imperative for the sexy yeah. times. Um, I've never been more sure that you are not from this planet. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, okay. It's not a docking station. <laughs> anymore you had to throw in the anymore that means <laughs> regardless uh, this is probably something that we can do on a patreon exclusive just this this debate <laughs> i i already have more questions it doesn't get any better i know it doesn't but now i have questions for alex as well that i also <laughs> didn't think they're gonna get any better my heart hurts like Atalanta watching the unicorns <laughs> march to war <laughs> with their weird hive mind. Also, they were talking about how all the celestial unicorns were saying that in unison, which means the chubby pink nurse unicorn was also going, yes, we shall march to war. Nana was the loudest, right? <laughs> yep. Nana's, Nana's over here buying war bonds. Oh no, Tim is broken. I can hear him coughing from the other room. Nana's over here being the Captain America of the unicorns. On your weft. (laughs) (laughs) It's also like the implication of unicorn war is kind of horrifying because all that they've shown that they do is brutally eviscerate one another with their horns. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the the rams that run into each other. (laughs) Mutually assured destruction, sun chaser. I think I think Anonymous Alex just actually destroyed Jenna. Jenna is colors. I have not seen Jenna be. <laughs> she got her. She's purple. She she got her. She looks like Grimace. <laughs> she looks like Grimace. I imagine it's she's turning red along with the color from like her la- her computer coming in, but like Jenna is purple. Oh God. U- unicorn news. We have to go. Yeah, fucking please help me. I can't (laughs) breathe or see anymore. Oh, no. So, guess what? (laughs) Tell me, have you guys wanted to get up close and personal with a lifelike and life-size unicorn? Yes, my whole life. Always, always, every day of my life. Forever. (laughs) Yeah. Tim? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm in, I'm in. Here's your chance. Unicorn World is coming to a place near you. It is a family-friendly event. <laughs> yes, this is true. Oops. Well, no, that's. I think families need to hear. Fuck, they don't hear it enough. Uh, it's a it's a family-friendly event featuring animatronic unicorns, enchanted forests, and unicorn-themed activities. That's Where right. is this? Where is it going to be? I believe uh, it's on me. like a tour. There are experiences. Is. So is it kind of like the walking with dinosaurs thing? Yes. Yes. Except. For little kids, they do have bouncy unicorns you can race each other on. What do you mean for little kids? I think no, I'm, I'm that's getting one discriminatory. Those. I want a bouncy unicorn. Jenna, it's in Atlanta June 16th through 18th. Done. Let's see how close it gets to Virginia. 
Oh, you can sign up for your city. Oh my god. Yeah. Hey, Josh, you know how my birthday's in June? <laughs> you know how I'm turning 31? I've decided what I want to do. We were going to okay. do a, a horror video game themed party for me. Uh, how about instead <laughs> we do this? Okay. Okay. Which one of these cities is closest to you, Alex? Okay. Not to dox you or anything. Atlanta, Columbus, Ohio, Minneapolis, Secaucus, Knoxville, Tennessee, and then there's the parts where you can kind of... L- literally like, none of city. those. None of those are close <laughs> to me. I think that, like, I, I I don't even know where Secaucus is. Like New Jersey. New Jersey. Probably yeah. that, but I'm not certain. Like, you might as well have just said, uh, what's closer to you, Mordor or Rivendell? Like, yeah, both of them are kind of far from me. Well, Tickets are thirty to forty nine dollars, just so everybody's aware of what kind oh, of expenses man. they're getting into. Man, they better be real unicorns. It's at the Georgia International Convention Center. I like that. There's a what to expect tab. They're like, well, hold on. Wait, no, I must, I must pull this up. What is the official name? Theunicornworld.com. No, okay, but click on what to expect. Um, that is nightmare fuel. Holy Christ yeah. on a cracker! What Dude. in the Freddy Fazbear? Oh, I do like that they call the snack area grazing. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> the Enchanted Unicorn Forest, the Bounce House Village. I wonder if I can find a royal scepter there. Probably. Listen, Alpha Alex, I don't wanna I don't wanna judge, but they, they do seem to be very young children in this entire video. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think this was who is that alright. Who is that in the suit? I do also know. Also, I like how you say that about me when Jenna and Tim are literally like, hey, it's going to be in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, because it's go. absolutely for them. Yeah, it didn't stop me from going to Walking with Dinosaurs. All right? Walking with Dinosaurs is delightful. When um, I graduated college, I took my two roommates to Disney World for four days and I made us ride the dinosaur ride like four times so that I could point out the kinds of dinosaurs that were in the ride. Dude. I've, I, we, we have to do this. We have to go together. That's my dream. It was so fun. My favorite dinosaur is a Parasaurolophus and nobody acknowledges it exists. Are you serious? Yes. Did they just become best friends? (laughs) I have one on my shelf right over. I have one right fucking there on my shelf. I don't even know if you could see it, but I have a Parasaurolophus down there. I have a stuffed one up there. Palasaurolophus. Oh, this is magical. Tim, how dare I know what Parasaurophus is. That's a that's when you can see faces. No, Jenna explained it to me. It's when you can see Tim. faces in the clouds. It's the best dinosaur. <laughs> All right, I will say though, on the unicorn thing, thing number one, they have unicorn bowling, which actually looks very fun. And thing number two, it looks like there are little pony go karts, which sounds kind of cool. Po karts. Yeah. yeah, but they have to wear helmets, and I don't think that that should be allowed. <laughs> survival of only the strongest may the odds ever be in your favor but if they were a parasaurolophus they couldn't wear helmets because they have too long of, of those little appendages at the back of their heads so reverse great. unicorn horns dude pa- oh my god a parasaurolophus is kind of a reverse unicorn <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> good lord the, the 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 photo packages for the fairy photo op are expensive how much could they possibly be You've never sounded more like a. I've, ne- I've never sounded more like an angry mom. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Good lord. Good lord. Those fairy. Heavens to Betsy. Are a little pricey. 
<laughs> I thought you were going to say Hammond's to Murgatroid. And I don't know Hammond's why. Hammond's to Murgatroid? Those are expensive photo packages. <laughs> I could make so many salads that aren't actually salads and made with gelatin for that. I mean, what if we just stayed at home and we did some face paint or so? You know your brother's pretty artistic. He could probably make it look pretty good. We could read Unicorns of Balinor aloud and and watch The Last Unicorn, which is an appropriate movie for children. (laughs) And I'll take photos of you wearing fairy wings. If we end up at this thing, I will report back our findings. Our rides are attended for kids, but the weight limit for rides is 175 pounds. Fuck yeah. Well, I'm out. What are they going to do? Weigh you? (laughs) Fucking lie. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking lie, you coward. (laughs) Ride the unicorn, Tim. Someone do a come on, ride the train, like Weird Al (laughs) song right now. Speaking of riding the unicorn, Jenna. Yeah. Do we have a unicorn quiz? We do. Um, Unfortunately, now my brain is only thinking about um, early to mid late 90s, early 2000s skating rink songs. So (laughs) that's where we are forever now. Man, I miss that. Fuck, that was so good. Love the skate away, (laughs) skate like anywhere that you could just skate in in an oval. Oh, I thought you were trying to make like the lyrics of like, I want to skate away. (laughs) Skate away was one of the places. But you just, you skated in an oval. And sometimes you'd skate the other direction. That was a big deal. And sometimes they'd make you skate backwards, which I can only do at one yeah, I was mile about to say. hour. Oh, yeah. I was often not allowed to do that. I would get kicked off the rink quite a bit. In those. Oh, yeah. What were you? What did you think was rolling? She was hockeying. So, you know, when you just like grab somebody's hand and you skate beyond their comfort level and you just keep going faster and faster than you let them go <laughs> straight <laughs> in a wall. And then they <laughs> yeah. eat shit. Yeah. This is, this is the equivalent of Alex's go on thing when when go when on the bits into over the and wall. She, yeah, she, physically, yeah physically yeah. go on <laughs> oh yeah i will never go skating with anonymous alex now what i will come on we're gonna come do the whip on. it's gonna be great no yeah. i am i am absolutely the guy that you would target because that is true struggle, you would struggle skating <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have a really low center of gravity, so I used to do speed skating, so I'm just going to like be passing you 17 times. On your weft. On your weft. My God. That is a joke for exactly one, two people listening. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. For, oh, no. For, for thing number one in this quiz. Yes. All right. Number one is an endless running video game. Released oh, on uh, February fourth. Two- God damn, that was fast. Was that a Cartoon Network thing? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. It used uh, that "Always I Want to Be with You" song. Yeah, that was honestly a bop, but people kept listening to it ironically. But like, it's actually yeah. like a fun song. All right, it doesn't all need to be Shakespeare. <laughs> Sometimes you can just live in harmony, harmony. Oh, love. I think I have that song on my phone, like now. I'm gonna add it to my Spotify playlist like right now. Yeah. Yeah, get it. Erase Erasure? Erasure? Is that the right song? Yeah. That is it? I I think it's Erasure. Yeah. I have that on my phone then. Are you ready for number two? Yes. 
Number two is cream colored with a pointed horn on its forehead. It has small red eyes and triangular ears with reddish interiors. A jackalope? No, why would it be a jackalope, Tim? I don't know. That's not. <laughs> Yep. No. The unicorn beanie baby's eyes were blue. Oh yeah. Fuck. That troubles me. How spot on you remember that? <laughs> I was a unicorn kid. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna turn your camera around to a wall of beanie babies. <laughs> They'll be a great investment one day. Yeah, my unicorn beanie baby was torn up by a dog we were taking care of one time, so it was gone forever. I remember its blue eyes because I remember its dismembered eyes staring at me from the cottage. <laughs> the oh my god! <laughs> it's oh like a god. core memory for me. Anyway, uh, creamy milk horse with red eyes mm-hmm. and a horn. Is there anything else? Yellow and reddish orange flames stream from the back of its head. Reddish. Lo- god damn. <laughs> God damn. I don't who got that? I have no idea. I think okay, I think I heard Alpha first, but I can't swear to that in like a court of law. Just say I'm- Alex got it and it'll be correct. <laughs> Called it. Done. Are you ready for number three? Probably. Yes. Number three. This one's gonna get weird. Here's how you make it at home. Scant one quarter cup sugar. One quarter cup water. Two packs blue fun dip. One quarter cup white chocolate chips. One tablespoon of coconut oil. It's unicorn two cookies? Ounces, nope. Two ounces condensed milk. Unicake. U- unicorn cake. Is this the unicorn poop thing? Like the, the no. weird dessert thing? Oh, no. that was a good guess though. Where was I? Coconut oil? Sure. Coconut oil. Two ounces condensed milk. Four ounces evaporated milk. Neon blue food dye. It's neon unicorn. red food dye. Unicorn suggested. Cake. Unicorn, no. unicorn bread. Two mango slices. Unicorn pie. One tablespoon mango juice or two tablespoons of mango syrup. I can't decide if this sounds delicious or terrible. Unicorn vomit. Half a tablespoon of coconut puree or one tablespoon of coconut syrup. Unicorn pee. If you would like for it to be like... Why are the unicorns dehydrated, Tim? Is this the Starbucks unicorn drink? It is the Starbucks unicorn frappuccino. Oh, bravo. Oh, my goodness. No, I Uh, would have never gotten there. uh, As somebody who was a barista when those drinks came out, uh, dear God. (laughs) I don't even know if I was still working when those came out. I just remember all of my friends who were still working there were like, never again. I'm covered in, in glitter and sticky. Yeah. Yeah. They're not good either. No, they're just pretty. Yeah. Which you can just get a vanilla bean frappuccino and mix food coloring into it and there you go. It's yeah. the same. It, all the all the Instagram and none of the bleh. That's what I need. I need the shirt that says that. <laughs> all the Instagram and none of the bleh. And I want the font to be in like the like cartoonish ears with the like little horn and the like rainbow mane. <laughs> you know, you get it get it i just love the idea of tim going into a starbucks and be like hello i would like a vanilla cream frappuccino uh i would like you to layer it with purple pink and blue food coloring 
Uh, and if you would be so kind to add a uh, little cookie horn, I'd be much obliged. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, everywhere I go, I'll go through like drive throughs of fast food restaurants and be like, I'll have a number one and a little cookie horn. Sir, please. this is Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand Tim's commitment to bits. <laughs> he would do this. Would he $100 do it? Probably. He'd probably no dollars do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, listeners, remember, you have to carry a can of those pirouette cookies so that everything that you see Tim eat, you can give a little cookie horn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Find him in the food court at Dragon Con. Pirouette cookie. Actually, I'm I'm going to carry horse girl spins with me and anybody that gives me a pirouette cookie. They give me a cookie horn. I will I will give them a horse girl spin. Like, let's just make that a thing. You heard it, listeners. Yeah. How do I get in on this? I want the cookie. <laughs> Are we eligible? <laughs> Alex is just going to take the horn and eat the cookie and just be like, okay, go find Tim now. <laughs> Tell him I said, give me a pin. Tim, Tim will give you a badge. I'll take his cookie. <laughs> Alex is one, like, wedgie away from just full-scale bullying Tim, like, at a schoolyard level. Away? She's in no way adjacent. (laughs) No, she lives there. That's where her home address is. Bully Tim Boulevard. The Boulevard of Broken Tims. No, you can't do this to me again. Don't know where the cookie goes. <laughs> but it's only me. Anonymous Alex, tell me about Molly. Molly had a barrel race this weekend that she just did, and she did freaking amazing. So I'm very excited to report that back. She got some of her best times ever, and she and Kit Kat are doing amazing. Uh, awesome. And. Yeah, they tagged us. They tagged the Horse Girls Facebook account. So, like, if you want to see her runs, you legit can. Um, And the reason I'm telling you about Molly, the amazing, amazing Molly, is because our patrons made it possible to support her for her barrel racing dreams and and season and all of that jazz. So, as patrons, you guys are, are legit making someone who rides horses' dreams come true, which is, like, kind of very fucking cool, actually. So... I feel like that was too heartfelt after the Boulevard of Broken Tims, but here we are. (laughs) But uh, so if they wanted to do uh, Patreon, what other cool stuff do they do other than getting to support the dreams of someone which is legitimately delightful? (laughs) They can do something else legitimately delightful, which is go to fucking singlethoughtconnectionthot.com and sign up to have a metal horse in our metal barn. You can do that like our metal horses, Moose Jaw McGraw, Big Thick Martingale, and Beta Ray Philly. But you know what? It's not just our horses. No, Nate has a horse there named Hot Lava Spaghettios. And Philip D. Keating, the boyfriend of Stevie Lake, has Iron Meriden. Anonymous Steve has Day Old Donuts the Third. Matt Elman has Dime Bag. Songheart has Silver Flame. And Scott has Runner. That was the best Ronnie I've ever done. It was a really good Ronnie. It was a really good Ronnie. Plus, we have other content, so there. Yeah, can we talk about what the latest episode's title is real quick? Because I keep forgetting until I go back to the website. And then I'm like, fuck, that's a really good one. Good job, Tim. It's Break Dancing. Oh, I thought you meant the latest. That is a really good title. Go, it's a really fucking um, great title. It's good um, title. I, I thought you meant today's title. And I'm like, oh, what? Now we like it? It's fucking weird <laughs> to say corner, unicorn cur. 
Unicurker. Unicurker. Sounds like a growth. <laughs> it does. Oh, Why does it, everything I do ends up with me having some kind of medical issue? <laughs> okay, wait. I have I have a large calcium deposit right in the center of my forehead from getting hit with a, a softball. <laughs> can I call that my unicornker from now on? Yes, yes, yes. you can. Okay, That's- sweet. I'm surprised you didn't before. <laughs> I mean, I feel so dumb. All right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. Do it. And this brings our podcast to an end, similarly to the way that the Uniconquer is going to demolish Tim one day. Thank you for listening to Horse Girls. If you want to know when new episodes are posted or share your observations of this positively academic podcast, follow us on Facebook at Horse Girls Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Horse Girls Cast. And if you want to buy some radical shirts and things, visit DuckDuckJenna.com, America's most beloved search engine to search for Horse Girls merch and Horse Girls merch only. All right. Alpha Alex. I want to find you. I know where to find merch. Where do I find Alpha Alex? So if you would like to hear about the players that have caused my psyche so much damage, it leads me to unhinged rants with metaphors that make no sense. Uh, you can check out my show, Quid Pro Roll, which is an actual play, uh, it's an actual play TTRPG podcast uh, that was a serious story about dragons until my players happened. Uh, you can also come and find me at Alpha Comics and Games, uh, hence the name Alpha Alex, uh, in Richmond, Virginia, in the Willow Lawn Shopping Center. I will tell you, you can find me, like, physically there. Like, I am often there with my flesh and bones and hair and eyes. Uh, and it's uh, a place that I normally am. And I also uh, bully Tim from there. If you want to check me out, you can check me out there. You can check me out there. And, uh... Those are pretty much it. Those are the only things I do. <laughs> Other than be here and crack stupid jokes. The best jokes. The best jokes. <laughs> and do not be fooled. Alpha Alex is also the best Alex, therefore Alpha Alex. So Unacceptable. Yeah, I, was about not, to say, I do not claim I was this. like, what a weird coincidence. Alpha Comics. Uh, man, I didn't put those together till right now. We just named her that because she's awesome. Um, I thought you guys just thought that I was like, wait, like, like seriously, like fighting the beta Alexes. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm over here being like the bro Alex. Like, imagine they were part like fish that were just very flamboyant. <laughs> crushing, crushing Jägermeister being like, I'm so alpha. Do you even Alex, bro? <laughs> Do you even Alex? Just hopped in off screen and it scared me. I was super intimidated. <laughs> I think I'm a beta, Alex. If you want to find us on other podcasts and things, you can. Like most recently, you can find us on a YouTube video that Steve did where we talk about Mothman. But mostly Steve does, which makes the video extremely, extremely good. <laughs> so please go watch it. And you can find that at youtube.com slash he who is Steve. Hell yeah, go watch it. Because it's fucking delightful. I watched it yesterday as soon as it came out, and it was amazing. So, anyways, do it. Go check that out. Uh, and other places you can find us. If you like D&D, check out the Botch Podcast and Dungeons and & Dragon Beams. And also, Late Starters. And if you like Anwars, check out Anwars Anonymous. If you are betwitched by Jenna, check out Jenna's Twitch at twitch.tv slash Jenna Chill with one singular L. Even though this week we've suffered a great betrayal by Jenna who did put in her studio a sign with two L's. God damn it, Phil. I knew he was going to tell you. The screenshots came in immediately, Jenna. <laughs> immediately. And I've just been living with that all week. 
It's Tim's fault. It's Tim's no, fault. We just haven't it's cut Tim's it yet. Fault. It's, it's, it's entirely gonna... Tim's fault. Right. You didn't get around to it. I didn't so. get around to it. It's, yeah. it's going to get cut. Me, you made it's... me have it, and then you didn't get around to it. <laughs> it. It'll totally be safe for you to just cut one of those L's off. It looks like glass. Probably... <laughs> just, just get a glass cutter. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Speaking of Tim and his horrific betrayals, uh, he's voice acted on such podcasts as The Way We Haunted, <laughs> The Way We Haunt Now, Tunnels, Haunted Hell House of Horrors, and Horror Shop Radio. If you think our episode art is hella cute, that's because it is. It was created by KCD, who has never betrayed me, and she also writes and illustrates a webcomic called Beside You, which you can read for free at BesideYouComic.com. May the nuts ever stick to your roof. That's betrayal with one L. (laughs) Betrayal. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Betray all. He's telling us he will betray all of us. (laughs) He will betray us all. This goes all the way to the top.